Today's Vad is going to be Lefur Shulema, Levana, Bat Vivian Chaya. Bezat Hashem, Shishav Lefur Shulema, Bekarov. Okay. So yesterday, we established a major, major Yesoid. Massive Yesoid. The Gedder, the, the defining, underlining point behind behind all mitzvot in the Torah. Daniel, it's nice to see you. All the mitzvot in the Torah is that a person has to break his will in order to do the will of Hashem. His mavatal is rotsin, to do the rotsin Hashem. And the Rosh in Masech Pe'ah says that even Ben Adam Lahavero is like that. Ben Adam Lahavero is a person's mavatal is rotsin, to do the rotsin of his friend. Obviously, that sugya is a massive sugya in itself, which I'm not going to talk about today, because even though we know the famous statement that Rav Chaim Velozhina told his son, that the purpose of a person in this world is to do for others, that means your whole essence and your whole metzias is for others, which fits with this rosh, to do the rotsin acher. But it's a very deep sugya, and it's not a simple sugya, because you can't become a floor mat and become used and abused, you know? You have to understand it. It's a massive sugya. It's not today's sugya. But the point is, Ezra, Baruch Hashem, you back, David, all the Chashur, right? So now, the point is, the deep point is, let's at least talk about it in Ben Adam Lamakum, between man and Hashem. The point of the mitzvah is to break your rotsen, to do the rotsen Hashem. Thank you. And that's a very complicated thing to do. That's a very complicated thing to do. Strongness. Right? So, I want to try to bring something out very deep here. If that's the ged of Kol Terakula, Correct? And yesterday we explained that that's really the longest of precious. Because precious, what are you doing? You, your body wants to enjoy this world, and you're breaking your ratzon to use the world only for the way Hashem wants you to use the world. So that's breaking your will for the will of Hashem. Right? And we said the same thing in tahara. Tahara means that even when I'm doing something good, let's say for example... I'm only eating healthy food. And I'm only taking from the world the type of food that's healthy for me to have strength. Still, the reason why I'm doing it is because I want to feel like I have self-control. I want people to recognize my self-control. I want to look good. I want to look healthy. I want to get a good shidduch, right? So I have an ulterior motive for doing precious. I'm doing precious. I'm actually doing precious. I'm not indulging. I'm not overeating. I'm not doing all that stuff. I'm actually practicing precious. However, I'm practicing it for an ulterior motive. So again, I have to break my ratzon. My ratzon says I always want to do something for myself because it's good for me. And I have to break my will. And I have to do my will to fit it with the will of Hashem. The reason why I'm eating healthy is because Hashem wants me to eat healthy. The reason why I'm eating healthy is because Hashem wants me to have a strong body to serve Him. I'm doing it because He said so. So you got it? It's a two levels of Bittl Ratzel. 
Level number one of Bitul Ratzon is I'm actually having a desire to eat and enjoy and indulge in foods. I broke my Ratzon to go on a diet and eat healthy. But then I said, you know what? Now that I'm breaking my Ratzon to do it, go on a diet to be healthy, I might as well do it for an ulterior motive. That's the way my nature is. So I put an ulterior motive in there. No, you got to break your Ratzon completely. The reason why you're doing what you're doing is you're doing it for Hashem. So this brings out the massive Yisoy that I said in the first two Vaden on Precious back way back when, about 50 Vaden ago. When we started the 13th Perek of Pirishut, I explained you something very deep. That even though we're talking about, we know that the Avodah Hashem is divided into two categories. There's the category called Tzadik. The tzaddik does the letter of the law. He doesn't do averot and he does mitzvot. That's tzaddik. And then there's another level called hasid. Hasid is the one who does above and beyond the letter of the law. It means, let's say we talk about food for a second. When we talk about food, the Torah asks us only not kosher food. But if it's kosher, you can eat it. And you can eat as much as you want. That's tzaddik. He's eating only kosher. Hasid says, even though I'm allowed to eat whatever I want as long as it's kosher, but I'm going to do more. I'm going to take away all taivas. I'm not going to eat anything for the taiva. Why? Because taiva could bring me to avera. I don't want to get close to avera, so therefore I'm going to knock out taiva, right? So he went above and beyond the letter of the law. But we explained that it's not like entirely two different things. Tzadik has one shulchan aruch, and Hasid has another Shulchan Aruch. That means in the Tzadik Shulchan Aruch it says, as long as the food is kosher, you can eat it. In the Hasid Shulchan Aruch it says, you can't eat it even if it's kosher because it's taiva. It's not two Shulchan Aruchs. What it is, is it's keeping Kola Torah Kula, the same Torah as the Tzadik, on a higher level. So that's what I'm trying to explain to you. What is the underlining principle behind all the mitzvahs? The underlying principle of all the mitzvot is I am breaking my will to do the will of Hashem. That's an evet. I am an evet Hashem. I break my will for the will of Hashem. That's the underlying principle. Just the chassid takes that same underlying principle to another notch. The tzaddik does it on one level. He wants to eat lobsters. He wants to eat... And now he doesn't do it. Why? Because Hashem said not to do it. Right? So he broke his will to, to eat treif, right? There's restaurants, there's food, there's products, there's things that are unbelievable. He wants them. But he holds himself back from doing breaks his ratzon to do the ratzon Hashem. And he eats kosher. He wants to go to the beach. Kishmak. But in the beach there's pritzes. So therefore, he, what does he do? He holds his will back to go to the beach for the will of Hashem. In order not to do isur. Right? So that's what the tzaddik is doing in Shukhan Aruch level. The chassid is doing the same thing on a higher level. That means even when he's not going to the beach, right? He doesn't go to the beach, doesn't say, oh, I'm not going to go to the beach because uh, I'm such a fat lebcha and I'm embarrassed of the way I look over there. And the people uh, over there are not going to be, you know. So therefore I'm going to stay home and not go to the beach. Right? So he didn't go to the beach. <laughs> Well, he didn't go to the beach. Now he's not going to go to the beach because Hashem doesn't want me to go. No, I'm a very handsome guy. And I will be very popular on the beach. 
And the reason why I'm not going is because Hashem doesn't want me to go. Right? So he's taking the breaking the Ratzon for the, so far that even his intentions are only because Hashem wants it. Got it? That's what we spoke out yesterday and bringing out this Yisrael. But I want to take it up one more notch and this is really deep. I don't know if I should even start with this. This is like, wow. Hardcore stuff. You ready? But we have a netties here, so we could go to a new de- depth of a big depth. You ready? Our boys say, ready? Big depth? You see, I want to try to explain to you, just to understand human, the human psychology of a person, how hard it is for him to actually break his will, to do things only because Hashem wants. It's a very hard thing to do. And if you look into the Svarim that talk about deep things, the Svarim explained that this difficult challenge that we have to break our will for the will of Hashem, and to ultimately shape ourselves that our will should actually be Hashem's will, comes from the beginning of time. When Adam Arishan made an Avera. Hashem told Adam Arishon, you cannot eat from the tree of Das. It's Das Tevera. You can't eat from that tree. Right? Which would be, not going into the whole sugya, but that would be the ultimate of the Eved Hashem. Right? And he wanted to eat from that tree so he could make his own decisions and he should be able to decide what's bad and what's good and how to stay away from it. Bottom line is, he made that big aver and he ate from the tree. At that moment that he ate from the tree, there was a change in humanity. At that moment, the Yetzirah became part of a person. And then from that moment on, it became very difficult for a human to have 100% pure intentions and to mavatl his das totally to the das of Hashem. And to mavatl his ratzon totally to the ratzon of Hashem. At that point, it became very, very difficult, a challenge. Because let's just try to understand lumpness. The gather of Kol Tarakula is to break your will for the will of Hashem. And Adam had to do that too. But on a higher level, the Yitzhara wasn't part of him. It was outside of him. He had to do that too. But when he messed up, and now he brought the Yitzhara part of him, he still has to do what he had to do then. But now it's a much more difficult work. So now that he did the Avera, and he implanted in humanity an inner feeling that I want to do what I want to do, and I don't want to be subservient to Hashem. I want to be Kelohim. I want to be like God, myself. Right? At that point, it made a tremendous challenge for us. And the Svarim Akadeshim, big Svar, deep Svar, they say a, a pshat in a pasuk that we're familiar with, but it's a new pshat. It says in the pasuk that there's no such thing as a person who's a perfect person. There's no such thing as a tzaddik in the world that does not do a sin, right? You ever heard that pasuk? It's a famous pasuk. Eliezer, you ever heard of it? What's the pasuk? What, what's the pshat in the pasuk, Eliezer? Huh? Oh, you're davening. What's the pshat in the pasuk that there's no such thing as a tzaddik who doesn't do a sin? So simply the way we understand the pshat is that you could be a, a, a tzaddik and you could be doing a lot of good things and almost everything good, but your Yetzirah is pretty big. And therefore... You're not going to be a perfect person, right? That's a simple job. But the Svarim say 
that Ein Tzadik means that even when you're doing good things, it's very hard for a person to do them perfectly. Meaning, not that there's like a hundred good things you do and two things no good that you do. Follow? That's not a, that's for smaller people. Smaller people do mitzvahs and averis. We're talking about big people. En tzadik bar. It's big. Big people. Big people do only mitzvahs. They don't do averis. So where's the averis that's shayach for a big person to do? Rabbi Chaim Kalievsky is not going to do averis. I promise you. Rabbi Leib Steinman is not doing averis. Rabbi Gershon Edelstein is not doing averis. They don't do those things. So where is their challenge? Where is big people's challenge? That when they're doing the right things, to do them perfectly for the right reason. That's the challenge that they have because they're dealing with a challenge that they inherited from Adam Arishon. Okay, let's get that again clear. I just want to get this clear. We're talking about in precious. What's the subject? What's the subject we're talking about? We're in Tahara. What's the subject? The subject is doing things for the right reasons. Pure intentions. And we're going to see. It's not only eating for the right reasons and sleeping for the right reasons and doing your, your bodily things for the right reasons. Even the mitzvot you do have to be for the right reasons. Okay? So even if you're doing good things, whether materialistically you're doing good things, spiritually you're doing good things, but that's not enough. Right? What do you have to do? Your intentions have to be 100% pure. Right? And the way we're explaining that, what's the longest? Explain that is because this is a big challenge for a human. A human doesn't want to do things because Hashem told him. He wants to do it because it makes sense to him. If I want to do it. I don't want to do it because you told me. Right? I don't want to break my will for you. That's where the the struggle is, right? So I'm trying to explain to you that it's not only little people like us that deal with that struggle. Even big tzaddikim deal with that struggle. That's the understanding. Why do big people deal with that struggle? Because they inherited this struggle from Adam Alishon. And this is part of our work. Now, how it's going to look in a tzaddik's world and how it's going to look in our world may look different, right? So let's just take health for a second, okay? Let's take health. So a guy says, Hashem wants me to be on a diet and eat healthy vegetables and only food that's healthy for me. He wants me to work out because at the end of the day, if I work out, it's healthy for my heart, it's healthy for this, right? Those are all things Hashem wants. But I, as a human being, I don't want to do it because Hashem wants me to do it. And for the reasons why Hashem does it for me, I want to do it for my own reasons because I want to look good, right? That's what I was talking to somebody the other day and he's a big gym guy. And he tells me that in the winter, the workout amount of people that come to the gym goes down tremendously. Because since it's the winter, you're not going to the beach and you're not uh, walking around in your bathing suit, so there's no point to go to the gym, right? So, so you see, the guy's not going to the gym because Hashem wants him to go to the gym to do exercise, because then you do that in the winter too. But you're doing the, going to the gym, uh, just to look, uh, what was the lotion you used yesterday by the speech? Shredded. Shredded. <laughs> to look shredded. So then you only have to look shredded when you don't walk around with a shirt. But when you're walking around with a shirt and a sweater and a coat and a, and a scarf, you're not gonna look shredded in So therefore, there's no point in that, right? So human beings are, we wanna do things that fit our motives. 
and not Hashem's motives, and it will be enough kamina, chap enough kamina. In the winter, if you're doing it for Hashem, you're doing it in the winter. If you're doing it for yourself, you won't do it in the winter. It could make nafkeminas too. But the point is, we only want to do it because the reasons that make sense to us. Now, that's on our level. But what about a tzaddik? Okay? What would be a tzaddik? And this is a very deep subject. I just want to open it up a little bit. So, to show you the, how deep it goes that people want to do their own thing. So there's something called, I don't know if you ever heard of it, it's a term in psychology, it's called reaction formation. You know what reaction formation is? It's a defense mechanism. That means, if let's say I want Taivas Olam Hazir very badly, right? I want it very badly. But I can't have it, because it's, let's say it's an Avera, right? Let's say a young man, young Bakr, 18, 19, 20 years old, he has a big Taiva for Nashim. But he can't have it. It's against the Torah. He can't have it, right? So, but he's in pain. It makes a lot of inner pain, right? So what do you do? How do you deal with the pain? What's the defense mechanism to deal with the pain? So there's something in psychology called reaction formation. Reaction formation means you develop a hatred towards the thing and you convince yourself you don't even want it in the first place. And unfortunately, sometimes people unleash that reaction formation to such a degree that when it's time for them to get married, they don't want to get married. It's a whole long subject. But I'll show it to you in a, in a simple way almost that you can do it like it can happen with a chabrusa, right? Let's say you want to learn with somebody, right? You want to learn with somebody. And you have 500 svaras in your brain why this would be a great chabrusa for you. And the guy's such a great guy. He's such a nice guy. It's unbelievable, Right? And then you go over to him and you ask him, can you learn with me? And the guy's like, no, I don't want to learn with you. So now what do you do with that pain that now you got rejected, right? It's a very painful thing. You got rejected. So all of a sudden your mind will start spinning that this guy's a lowlife and he's a Balgaiva and who wants to have any shaykhs with him anyway? So all of a sudden you turn him into an evil, bad person that you wouldn't even want to be in the guy's Daladamas. But, but, but five minutes ago, you thought he was a tzaddik, right? So what, what happened over there, right? This happens to the human beings. What happened? That's called reaction formation. Because I want him, and since I want him so badly, and I can't have him, so now I have to hate him. And say, I don't really want him. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's called reaction formation. One of the great Hasidic rabbis. It's a whole story, but basically a very great Hasidic rabbi said to a certain person who was called a misnagid, you know, this is a lot of history, you know, if Saka would be here now, we would go through the history, but he's not, so we're not going to go through this whole history of the heated, heated fight between people that were going under the Hasidus or people that were against Hasidus, right? So there was a certain person who was so anti-Hasidim, and the great Rebbe told him, he says, you really want to be a chassid. And one day you're going to be one. The reason why you're fighting it so badly is because of reaction formation. That means really you want it. But you can't have it. You know, in your community it's not accepted. So you can't have it. So you're fighting it like a beast. That's reaction formation. And ultimately it became a chassid. But the point is, I just want to bring out the point, okay? It's deep stuff. I'm going to try to make it clear. The point is, a great tzaddik, let's say, for example, he could, his reaction formation could be that he becomes mo'es in olam hazeh. Right? He wants taiva. He's a human being. He wants taiva. But he can't have it. It's wrong to have it. 
So he'll create a reaction formation. Why taiva? Ah. You see all the people that eat taiva, they're a bunch of overweight, messed up people. Ah, you know, right? So that's still not the Ratzon Hashem. Because Hashem doesn't want you to hate the world. He wants you to use the world in the right way, the way He wants. So Moyes bara with reaction formation is also my own motives. You see how deep? It's a very deep thing I just said. That means it's possible that a person can come to a point where he's anti-bad things, but he's anti-the bad things using cheshboinus, why he thinks it's bad, and it can be moyes vera. It's really a Rambam. It's a Rambam, and it's a powerful Rambam, and really, we don't have so much time now, but it's such a subject, you can't imagine. The Rambam says... The Chazal say, Ramam says, a person shouldn't say, "Ef she be chazir." I'm not interested in eating bosa chazir. You know, bosa chazir is ham, the the meat from the chazir. Ef she be bosa chazir. I'm not interested in chazir. Nah, nah, not interested in that. Ela ef she It wouldn't be anything more gishmak than a barbecue with ham. Why not eating it? Because Hashem said that. Ah. That's what the Rambam says. That means if I would say, I don't want chazir, you know why I would be saying it? The Rambam is saying a deep thing. Why would a human say, I don't want chazir for? You know why? Because he knows that the Torah makes it asur, and he's dying to eat it. He walks by these barbecues, and these guys are pounding, and he's like, wow, that's amazing, right? So he wants it, but he can't have it. So what does he do? He starts to create within himself, ah, nauseous. Ooh, disgusting. Reaction formation. So now why doesn't he want Chazir? Because he don't want it. Not because Hashem doesn't want it. Because he don't want it. See? So you see how human beings are. Then when things are forbidden to them, they don't want to say, I want it, but I'm only listening to Hashem and not doing it. He's saying, I don't want it because it's ich. It's disgusting. It's low. It's vulgar, right? That's what he says. Because he created his own hatred towards it. Right? Not because Hashem. Because his own hatred towards it. So that's also not Tahara. Tahara means I don't want it because Hashem doesn't want it. And the Mephoshim talk very deep, deep words. They don't use the words reaction formation. But they talk about these deep things when they talk about a Nazir. That the Nazir also has a little bit of a sin. When a Nazir becomes a Nazir, it's a little bit of a sin. Why? Because he's not doing it 100% L'Shem Shemai. What do you mean he's not doing it L'Shem Shemai? The reason why he's becoming a Nazir is because he doesn't want to drown in Taifa Salem Hazah. That's why he's becoming a Nazir. It's true. He doesn't want... He, the reason why he became a Nazir was for a good reason. But ultimately when the Taifa comes in and he has to fight the Taifa, he starts to become like reaction formation towards it. Ah, it's nothing. I don't want it. It's not talking to me. It's garbage, right? That's a little bit of a chet. He used his own stuff, right? Okay, there's deep things. Deep things. I'm, I'm not going to this whole sugya because at the end of the day, Hashem does want us to be more than a... It's a complicated sugya. I only want to bring out one point. The reason why I'm bringing this up today is that we are embarking on a mission to try to 
work on having pure intentions. But we have to understand that trying to have pure intention is one of the hardest work that there is to do. The reason why it's one of the hardest work for a person to do is because you're touching the inner core of the human being. The inner core of the human being always wants to do what it wants. And to go ahead and do the Ratzon Hashem is a very hard thing. So even people on very high levels will struggle with it. You follow? So again, like I always say, it's not a black and white world. It's not either you're pure or you're not pure. No. But every little step that you take to make your intentions more pure, or even a percentage of your intentions to be a little bit more pure. That means 90% of the reason why I'm eating this steak is because I like the way it tastes. 10% of why I'm eating the steak is because Hashem told me to. To be healthy. And this food will give me strength to learn. Right? That's also great. It's a great accomplishment. A person has to know that any accomplishment that he makes towards the goal of being mevatel yeratzen to the Russian Hashem is the most unbelievable accomplishment you can do. You know why? Because when you accomplish in this area, you are touching the core of Kola The core the foundation of Kol Kula is being Mavatal Yeratzin for the Ratzin Hashem. And to ultimately develop that your inner will should match the will of Hashem. That is the core of Kol Kula Mitzvahs, Essays, Lois Essays, Darises, Ben Adel Ben Adel Precious, Tahir, it's all the same thing. Just on different levels, different angles, different things. It's all the same thing. So if let's say, for example, I'll give you an example. Let's say you want to eat a steak sandwich, you get schmuck like no one's business, okay? And then you say to yourself, you know what? I want it now, but I'll wait 10 minutes. Because I don't have to do my will the second I want my will. I could, I could train myself to have a little self-control. If you do that with the intention to become a better Oyvid Hashem, and you did a massive mitzvah because you did something that affects your entire service of Hashem from beginning to the end. That's how fundamental it is. So even if you're ultimately going to eat that sandwich, but you pushed it off for five minutes because you wanted to make training in Bitul Ratzon, that was a unbelievable accomplishment in life. That was an unbelievable accomplishment in life. If you want to tell your friend a line, you're ready to rip the living guts out of him. You ever heard of those type of things? A good stuff. And then you say, let me just keep my mouth shut for one minute. I'll tell it to him in a minute. Because I hold back my desire and my impulsivity. That's a great accomplishment. And I'm trying to impress upon you why it's such a great accomplishment. Because you're touching the core mida that is the underlining principle and foundation of kol hatoyra kula. You got that? Okay, we'll stop over here.